you're if you can find something that you're passionate about that you'll grind like that you'll put in you'll work on your lunch hour to do this yeah. to edit photos or to create videos or you'll yeah. like you eat sleep and breathe and think about that when you're you're not at work then like then follow that you know and like do it but if you're not like if you're not passionate about it and you're like oh i just want to be an influencer so people send me like free yoga pants or something you know it's like it's just it's just not as easy to to rally around that and to like create like the the value that you need to like set yourself apart you know hello and welcome to this episode of the golden hour podcast i'm your host dave mays here in the polar pro studio and today's guest is josh mcnair the creator of the blog california through my which has gathered over 10 million readers in its lifespan in our conversation we talk about how to blend social media with a blog on a website and how to run a website effectively in 2019 when people are just not going to blogs as much as they used to josh has really carved out a niche for himself in this travel space specifically focusing on california i was real inspired to start a blog after my interview with josh i think i might open that up on my website and maybe you're somebody who is only on instagram or youtube and you want to get into starting your own website i think this interview is going to be solid for you josh is also an amazing photographer and an incredible businessman so you're going to learn a lot from our conversation so without any further ado let's listen in on my interview with josh all right so i said this earlier uh we're sitting here with mr lynn's california boy uh, AKA California through my lens, uh, Josh McNair. Thanks for coming in, Josh. Thanks for having me. That's yeah. the best introduction I think I've ever had. California, lens California boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so you call yourself a fan of California. Are you from here or are you just like a transplant? Tell me your story. Yeah, I was born in Illinois, but I've been in California my whole life. And so I, I claim California, even yeah. though, you know, I don't have the born and raised yeah, uh, sure. part of my bio. How old were you when you moved? four okay so i mean i don't i don't remember much about illinois i've been in california southern california the whole rest of my life so. so how'd you get into photography and videography yeah i actually have a background in video so oh, cool when i was in high school me and one of my buddies kirby he uh like like the like video, the game, video character. game character yeah yeah the, um the we pink, started the big pink bubble boy exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bubble boy <laughs> yeah so we started a uh, rock like music video company and so we it was like senior year of oh, high school shit. yeah we'd been making these like stupid silly videos before that and we're like oh, i mean we should try to like film some band videos and this is like way before like people had iPhones or anything yeah. to film like a concert. So having like a live concert video was still pretty interesting in that time. So we just like hit up all of our friends' parents to like get their, you know, like high eight camcorders and everything. <laughs> and then wow. just like hit up a bunch of our friends and we had like five or six of us, we'd go to concerts and we'd film these kind of like multi-camera setups and then like edit like live concert videos. And oh, so, wow. yeah. And so actually after high school, trans transitioned that into a business did that all through my college career we we kind of like rode the pop punk scene in the beginning Switch if you're familiar it. with like the fallout boy oh, paramore yeah. yellow card those bands totally. filmed all those guys and like made live no concert way. videos and stuff can people see some of that work still uh we don't have a channel i mean this is even before youtube so it's like yeah. um there might be some of that stuff on there Just i know like paramore around. has like a house of blues concert on like their record uh -huh. label that we shot it's on wow. there and stuff and so that's legit was that back when paramore was like I guess that was like OG. Dude, right? they were freaking giant. I mean, that was we with were, the original guitar player and drummer, mm -hmm. the brothers, right? Yeah, and Panic at the Disco was oh, opening for them and stuff too. I mean, we shot Panic when... He's blown up like crazy recently. It, well, yeah, it's like one person now, you know, but yeah, we but shot them back in the day at like Chain Reaction Anaheim with like 100 people there, wow. you know, and stuff. And so that no was way. kind of like the background we had. Um, That's fun, man. What I guess okay. So what year was that? Like two thousand one, two thousand three to like two thousand seven ish. Yeah. Okay. So like Warp Tour, and I mean yeah. that was like the, the pop punk my, was the uh, thing. Back my then. wife, uh, her dad is a front of house guy, and she would go on the road with her dad, and uh, she's been to Warp Tour and like all that stuff. So that's cool that you've been a part of that yeah that's fun it was a really fun did you ever go to rocket town in nashville rocket town no we didn't we the furthest we made here? it was chicago we went to chicago okay. we did went up to canada and warped yeah. tour and stuff but never made it over to yeah that side because so. we were talking about it earlier how i'm from nashville and you've been there and you have like one of the top uh places to 
you know top 10 places to go in nashville or whatever yeah, yeah. on youtube yeah uh and you you said you're only there for a couple of weeks or something yeah so. we spent a few days there and oh, just a few like days. traveled around <laughs> yeah i mean like when, when yeah. i travel like me and my wife it's like dude we'll hit like 17 things in two days you know it's like yeah. Yeah, i don't know when i'm gonna get back there so like, i gotta make yeah. the most of it you know is that fun for you guys or is it kind of just work it's a little bit it's of a both. Mixture. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'm like super passionate about like seeing new things and ex- yeah. having new experiences, and so like I love doing all of that. But I mean, at the end of the day, you come home and it's not like you were on vacation. You yeah, know? you like exactly. grinded through the trip and stuff. Yeah, and so and that's the hard part about doing what we do because it's like when you see the video, when you see the photos, it has this kind of sense of like fun and vacation and enjoyment, but it really was a job that you were doing and. You know, people are like, oh, I can't believe you do that for work. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, like, I wish I could just like travel and not create, yeah. but you know, I think that's it's... what people do in their retirement years. Yeah, that exactly. Is, that is a thing that happens, but we got to wait about 50 years before we can do that. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so, okay. So you went from, um, from doing that. What, what was it called? Live pulse. Is that what it was called? Yeah. 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 I have that on my notes here. Look at that. I mean, you, um, you do your research. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What kind of exposure did that bring to you to just the video world to the professional like entertainment industry how did how did that you know shape your career yeah i mean so for me it just gave me a lot of like kind of confidence in the in you know pitching brands and yeah. working with um you know we had meetings in like capitol records building in, like hollywood and being wow. able to like see these kind of things and and have those experiences so early on in like the yeah. end of high school early college definitely kind of helped me get confidence in that creative outlet area you were the owner of the business or me and my co- partner the, yeah the video game character Kirby. yeah Kirby. <laughs> um but doing that and like working in creative and like having deadlines and having to make videos i mean and this is back when like in final cut you had to like watch uh-huh every tape you imported yep. and so it's like we you're shoot, shooting on tape yeah we had five five angles on like tape and then it's like you know you come home and it's five hours of watching the footage yeah. go into the computer you know oh, man um, but like with it, this is kind of also when the music industry was was having like the Napster and all that kind of issue. And so like we started like with people being really excited about what we were doing. But then like the money started to dry up mm. because, you know, they didn't have the money for music videos and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And so we kind of transitioned out of that. Yeah. Went into the corporate world for 10 years doing marketing um, and just kind of realized I wanted something. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Like so. Yeah something that I could have for myself again created the blog just as like a, a little side hustle thing when I was working full-time yeah. um I never thought anything would come of that I just you know I just was like I'm gonna travel I'm gonna take pictures I had done no photography I only had done video and so I wanted to kind of learn photography a little bit jumped into that and then started the website amazing so the website that we're talking about of course is California through my lens you can go check that out on CaliforniaThroughMyLens.com. We have a stat here that says over 10 million lifetime readers. Uh, What year exactly did you start the blog? And just tell me about the beginning stages of that. Yeah, for sure. So I started about seven and a half years ago, Um, literally just a side hustle. I mean, I was working 50 hours a week in a corporate job and I was just, I was like, originally was like, I want to start a a travel blog. You know, I'm going to travel the world and sit in Bora Bora and all this kind of stuff. But then I quickly realized I didn't have the time or the money Mm -hmm. to do that. And so I was like, well, I'll just focus on California as you know, and that was honestly the best thing that ever happened to me because if I were to try to do a general travel blog, you know, probably would have not been successful. There was a lot of those already, but being stuck to one state and a state that so many people come from all over the world to visit Mm -hmm. really helped me to like carve out my own niche and, and, you know, develop a name for myself. And so I did that for about three years as just a side hustle. Like we were literally like working and then on like Saturday, me and my wife would go down to LA and we'd go to like, you know, 15 places Mm -hmm. so that I could get blog content and then I'd work on it on my lunch hour you know, during my normal job and then get home, edit photos, all that kind of stuff. And just kind of, just to, just to grind through that content and to keep it going onto the site. And then about three and a half years in, I took it full time. So I've been full time now for four and a half years, something like that. So So tell me before we get all into the journey of uh, the blog and all that, what were you doing at your, at your job and what did that job teach you? Yeah, so I was doing e-commerce marketing. Uh-huh. So there was a home improvement company and an outdoor company. 
and I really connected with the outdoor company. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I created a lot of content around like, you know, sinks and faucets and that kind of stuff, yeah. but not passionate about that. Sure. Um, the outdoor company though, really kind of helped to develop that, that love for me and like, you know, going outside, taking pictures. We had like a small kind of blog that we were running for the outdoor company nice. and all of that kind of like, well, maybe I should do this myself. You know, I can. So you were like being paid to learn how to grow a blog and you're being paid to learn how to work with a team and, and definitely stuff. being paid for online marketing, like yeah. SEO and all that kind of stuff. Like that's what I was doing. So that applied to your blog. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. I could use all that knowledge yeah. when I, when I left the Absolutely. company. Yeah. And that's what, like, I think a lot of people, you know, are, they want to just jump right into it and you know, go all in, which is great. And there's value in that at certain points in life, but sometimes you got to take a job and like be responsible. If you have a wife, you have kids, you know, you just got to pay the bills and finding a job that can maybe, it might not be exactly what you wanted to do. Like you said, you weren't fulfilled creatively, but you were learning things that you were able to apply, um, you know, to the things that you did want to do. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I think it's something that like, if you, if you want something enough that you'll do, like I, like I said, you know, working full time, but like mm-hmm. going and traveling on the weekends, like working during my lunch hour on those types of things. It's like, if you want something that bad, then, then you can see that as like a yeah. potential transition. If you just want to like jump in and be like, I'm going to be an Instagram influencer. I'm going <laughs> to put in, you know, like two months. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, nah, I mean that, that happens for some people, but yeah. for most people it's, Often it's, it's the teenagers. knowledge and the grind. Exactly. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, I'm 29, um, and getting to my thirties, like I look at some of these kids that are like coming up and they're blown up like crazy. And there is like an aspect of like their peers are on social media. So because their peers are around the same age and they're doing the same types of things, often younger people like that can maybe get, you know, more followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That's I just read a statistic that like, it's like some percentage of kids, like the high, like the majority want to be like a YouTuber oh, influencer. Yeah. No, they don't the, even want to be like an astronaut anymore. It's the number one uh, profession. But um, in the, you know, in the sixties, pilots were popular and mm-hmm. you'd ask a kid in school what they want to be and they'd say pilot. Yeah. You know, so like throughout history, kids just, whatever is popular, <laughs> whatever gives them credibility and fame you know people kids want that used to be athletes musicians Mm -hmm. actors now it's youtuber it's just funny to go from like because athletes and all those i mean they're still like to be a youtuber like over (laughs) an athlete you know yeah exactly (laughs) uh that's funny so uh, what college did you go to did you go to college yeah so i went to um cal baptist it's a christian school in riverside and then what were your uh focus business marketing and then i got my mba from them as well and then i'm actually getting my doctorate now in business marketing as well oh my god from a school up in um oregon you're gonna be dr lens boy yeah dr lens boy (laughs) get get that url right now (laughs) it's amazing um so you met your wife how long ago uh, I don't know when we met, probably 10 years ago. 10 years we ago. We got married nine years ago. Yeah, though, you were so. mentioning you've been married nine years now. Yeah. And she is also basically, she she is a hairstylist, so she knows about running a business mm-hmm. and clients and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How was that? How did that help you transition into doing this full time? Was she, you know, kind of your partner through the process of uh, starting California through my lens. Oh yeah, that. for sure. She's like a girl boss man running her own business and uh, doing all of, all of her stuff. And so, I mean, even when I transitioned from full time, it's like I was making an income, but I wasn't making like a ton of income. So, I mean, she helped to support yeah. that transition through what she was doing and everything and through like believing in, in what I was, what I was creating. It's great. And so, I mean, if I wouldn't have had that support, I mean, like I would have yeah. probably never took the jump to like a full time. Cause I mean, I had bills and Absolutely. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't as young as that's the beautiful thing about marriage. I, th- I feel like I was never told that, you know, like it really is a partnership with obviously a relationship, but also financially, like the two of you can make decisions together and one might have to, you know, pay more you know work to pay for the bills and one might not mm-hmm. you know like right now currently my wife quit her job and she's a stay-at-home mom um and she's that's what she wants to do and i've am really supportive of that um and then there were times where i was doing youtube and like not making any money and she was working and that helped so like that's a beautiful thing about marriage right oh absolutely so. <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's important when you're picking someone to spend your life with yeah, of course. someone that supports your dreams you know and absolutely. like you guys can trade off those things i think that's great absolutely 
Okay, so let's get into California through my lens. So you start the you start the blog, you quit your job, you go full time. I bet that was pretty scary. Were you were you nervous when you quit? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because I mean, it's like uh, I I was running like basically an ad revenue model. So I mean, I was making money based on advertising, and so growing the website grew the money that I was making. And and you know, it's it's hard like, if you're doing that like that three year grind that I was telling you. It's like when you don't have a lot of time to put into it it's like you you kind of don't know what the potential is going to be mm-hmm. and then when it's like when i took it full time and i had that those 40 hours a week to dedicate to it it's like i was able yeah. to just grow it exponentially but i didn't know that before i made the jump you yeah, know that's um, true do you, did you find that you lost uh some of the passion or like it wasn't as intense as when you were working your job or was it the same like did you end up like oh wait a minute i could just like (laughs) sleep in tonight or today and yeah like kind of chill because i don't have to go to work yeah Uh, that never happened for me no um but there's like this like kind of personality test thing where it's like um the two that i rank the highest on are the creative aspect and the like driven aspect Uh and so putting those two together it's like i mean my wife will tell you it's like she's trying she'll tell me to take a break yeah it's like no i can't take a break you know like this is what i'm passionate about this is what i love like i mean i'll work 12 hour day but it's at least yeah. on something that's for me exactly and you know that's creative and and stuff and so i definitely like went the opposite way i like i hit it like hard when <laughs> i stopped you know yeah so is that uh is that something that is a challenge for you to to shut off your mind when you're on a date with your wife or when you're with friends yeah no absolutely <laughs> yeah i mean i think a lot of the successful I can creatives like yeah, yeah i'm sure it's <clears> like I, I was listening to um, Casey Neistat. He was on a podcast a last DeFranco? week. Yeah, did you that one? I yeah. watched it. It was great. Yeah, I so highly if, recommend it. Oh, absolutely, highly recommend it. You should totally watch it. But he talks about how he was got to the point where he was like trying to create a response from his wife yeah. that would go well with the blog without her knowing that he was even trying to create that response. And dude, I just like resonated so much with that. In that, like, so much of your life is. Yeah. is creating it's hard to like it gets to the point where it's hard to even figure out where that that line is yeah. between like living and like creating and 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 for me it's like for having a passion for both of them yeah it's like i don't want to like i don't want to sit and relax it's like i love yeah. what i'm doing you know and so it's like how do you kind of have a, a good middle ground you i know? think uh so i it's interesting you bring that up because like right now currently like today i am 48 hours without a phone because I'm in a transitional period of like, I am selling my old phone and I'm going to buy the new one, mm-hmm. but I haven't sold the other one yet. So I don't have the cash to buy the new one. And it's a brand new, like I dropped my phone. It's a long story, but I dropped my phone. So I went to Apple care uh, and they were like, Hey, we'll give you a brand new 10 S max for a hundred bucks. Cause I have Apple care. I was like, sweet, I'll take that. And then I'll just sell it on eBay as a brand new phone. Mm. So that's what I did. So I have my SIM card and I'm just using my iPad as like my device. And I'm probably missing phone calls. I'm probably missing texts, but I don't really care. Mm -hmm. And the last 48 hours have been kind of like a good little detox of like not checking Twitter, not checking Instagram, not checking my email as much. It's kind of the other way around where it's like when I think about oh, I should probably check my email. I intentionally go to my email and check it. Mm-hmm. And it feels a little bit more healthy to do that rather than having the social media control you, you're controlling it. And so it's been a nice kind of detox. And it's kind of interesting how like the first day I was like walking the dog and I wanted like to listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube video, which is what I normally do with my AirPods. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have my phone with me and I didn't want to carry around my 12 inch iPad Pro. Uh, so I just kind of was not with any technology walking my dog outside. And I was just like really thinking about things and breathing. And like, this is so weird. This is strange. <laughs> and like <laughs> waving to people, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the, uh, the song from the uh, Spider-Man three movie like comes to my head with raindrops keep falling, mm. on my head. you know? So like, it was kind of like I'm waking up to real life. And so all that to say, uh, I think our phones can really add to that kind of like constant, like creating, thinking, looking at numbers, analytics, this and that, and just turning it off, man, is like so important. I should probably do that sometime. (laughs) (laughs) You're motivating me right now. You should, man. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that? Like, (laughs) 
No, I mean, it is like uh, getting into YouTube a lot. I mean, I, I read a few articles like recently. I've I've kind of connected with YouTube and I've been really passionate about it. But there is like an interesting like kind of mental health aspect that comes from yeah. producing something. And then with your phone, you have the instant response. Yeah. And so it's like if someone hates the content, you like within like 30 seconds, yeah. someone can like tell you that they hate it. Yep. You know, and so it's I, I do see like there being more and more of a value to like, especially if you're like creating something for yourself. Like, it's like, you don't, you're creating it because you're passionate about it, Yeah. but you, you've exactly. like opened yourself up to that instant response. Dude, you know? I, uh, I'm again, I don't want to talk too much cause it's a podcast about you, but like currently you, you were talking about the brand new iPhone parody I made. Yeah. Um, so it, I was like, this is going to go so viral. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I have all, all the pieces to make this thing go viral. It's going to blow up. I'm gonna get like 2 million views on this. I Justine's in it. Like this mm-hmm. is huge. Right. Got like 7,000 views. <laughs> and uh, literally yesterday, someone else posted, another YouTuber posted a video called iPhone 11 Pro Old Town Road Parody. It's literally the same concept. And his video has like 40,000 views. Oh my gosh. And, like the comments are like, this is so original. This is why I love your channel. I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, I did it first. <laughs> um, I tweeted the guy. He apparently, I believe him. He said that he did not see my video. Mm. I think it's just... I mean, it's it's a popular topic. It's a popular song. Yeah, it totally makes sense that he would think of the same concept. Uh, but that was like a big kind of lesson for me of like, why am I creating? Am I creating for the approval of others, mm-hmm. or am I creating because it makes me fulfilled? It makes me happy. It you know brings value to people. Um, and so, you know, I kind of was when the video didn't go viral anyways that's when i had that big realization Mm -hmm. so seeing this other guy more successful with the same concept it was more i was like oh this is a proof of concept like this proves that i was on the right track he has more followers than me so that's why he has more views and like if i just keep grinding like it'll get there but why do we create is it to create art or is it to get approval yeah they talk a lot about this um this kind of like three-year thing and it's like most people who start a YouTube channel or a blog or any of those things, they're done within three years. Wow. And it's like, do you love what you're doing? Yeah. Cause it's like, for me, if I didn't get the same response, like I would still be doing what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. I was doing it before I created a blog. I was traveling, I was exploring, I was taking pictures. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get in and it's like, you know, it's like I didn't, I'm not successful within the first thing. But if I can see, like, I love what I'm doing and I can see other people doing it and being successful, then it's like, well, I know that there is proof of concept. Mm-hmm. I just got to keep, I got to keep pushing. Yeah. And it's those people who can keep pushing that are the ones yeah. that are successful. So you currently work as a teacher as well. What subjects do you teach? Yeah, I mean, I just teach marketing. Um, I, it's legit. Uh, only just because it's, you know, for me, it's all about, like, my passion. I mean, that's that's why I do the website, too. It's like I try to create content that encourages people to go live their life. Like there's so many, I mean, we're talking about the digital detox. I mean, that, that yeah. hits a lot with me because it's like, there's so many things to take your attention nowadays. Like, you know, the, and Netflix has a new show every single day, oh you know, to binge Seriously, watch. Seriously, like we, we were on Netflix two days ago, my wife and I yeah. just like scrolling through. And then I, last night we were just eating dinner and like, all right, well, let's go on Netflix. A whole new list of stuff that exactly. I didn't even see. I was like, wow it's been 24 hours and there's new more content for me to watch. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, I, I love Netflix too. Like I'll binge watch shows, you know, when anything comes out, but I mean, I always try to encourage people. It's like, there's, so, I mean, California, like if you live here, like there's like a lifetime worth of cool things to do. Yeah. And if you go out and like watch a sunrise man or something <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you, you'll remember that it, in yeah. a year you won't remember in season seven of the show you watch you yeah know? so it's like i don't know so plus we same... have disneyland too yeah exactly and disneyland and <laughs> everybody loves disneyland <laughs> i have never written about that on my blog actually uh, are disneyland. you serious yeah well that's a whole another kind of like niche in yeah. of itself i mean there's people who live here and that's all they do is disneyland for sure um so but crazy. yeah for teaching back to that just i mean to me it's like i just want to encourage people to you know, have their passion. So I like marketing. Marketing has a lot of opportunities. So, so how do you combine those kind of two realms of creative art side with the business side? How do I combine the two? Yeah. Like it's, I feel like it's almost two different. I'm not good at business at all. That's Mm -hmm. why like I'm 
really grateful that I'm able to host this show and po- and Polar <laughs> Pro is doing the business side. Yeah. And I'm able to just create. Like I've always kind of been attracted to jobs and situations where I don't have to think about business and mm-hmm. just make art. And so I don't like business. I don't think <laughs> I'm good at it. And if I ever do kind of continue doing my own stuff, I'm going to have to find people to help me yeah. with the business side because I am aware that I'm not good at it. Um, you are good at both. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned your personality types kind of go towards both. How do you blend that when you're teaching people and you know how because easily a, a high business person mm-hmm. can just be all about business and there's no art to it i remember um working with a photographer once i was like why don't you guys do this use you know use a film camera use this and that it's like mm-hmm. well that's not part of our system i wouldn't work mm-hmm. i'm like well it's more creative and more fun and he's like doesn't matter it doesn't work yeah i was like okay yeah <laughs> you know so um how do you blend business with creative? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's interesting to even have that question because it's like not, it's not something that I even think about. It's like yeah. both of those are just like pieces of me. It's like, I've always been That's cool. in business and then, but like creative is what I'm passionate about. And so I think putting them together just is like second nature. But in terms of like teaching, like if I go speak or if I um, cause I'll speak on blogging or, or any mm-hmm. of those types of things, or if I teach, it's like people are just really connect with passion mm-hmm. and so i mean if you're passionate about it, it doesn't matter if you're passionate about these like sound cubes like yeah. you can make people excited about it's them true. if like you can share your passion it's true and so for me i've just i've been passionate about marketing for a long time and i'm passionate about travel and i'm passionate about photography or videos i mean you get me talking yeah. about any of those things it's like you gotta <laughs> you gotta stop me because yeah. i'm just gonna talk for for a while you know and, and i think a lot of people connect with that because there's so many, especially in the teaching world, there's so many teachers that, that teach, but haven't done yeah. what they're teaching. And those are, that's great too. Like theory is a huge aspect of yeah. it, but having a, a teacher that's done what they've talked about, yeah. I mean, it, it adds a lot of value to the mm-hmm. experience, you know? Would you call yourself an expert on California? <laughs> I, I at this point, I mean, it's been a while. You've, I wouldn't want to, you know, like I'm sure there's people who are have more experience than me, but I have to be in like the top one yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah, just because I mean, it's like being not being forced, but like have, creating a business that's traveling the state. It's like uh-huh. I'll talk about anything. You want to talk about hiking? I can talk about hiking. You want to talk about restaurants? I'll tell you ramen in San Francisco. You want to talk about <laughs> you know road trips? And yeah. so it's like the the kind of breadth of of knowledge on California. I that's think amazing. is is pretty cool and and honestly like it really helped me to fall in love with the state it's like we've so much cool stuff here yeah like well, tell me i'm about still it. exploring man tell me your top five uh kind of things top you know? five. Oh man that's that sounds like hard. a blog post right yeah top five things yeah to top do. five okay let's do uh specifically southern california uh give me kind of your favorite spots uh to uh hike yeah i mean um <laughs> there's southern california hiking is like some of the premier in the United States, yeah. honestly, like we have, um, I just did San Gregonio last weekend. So that's the tallest mountain in Southern California, but that's 11,500 foot mountain. So like in wow. within an hour and a half of LA, you can climb an 11,500 foot mountain. I that's mean, crazy. that's crazy. Plus like Joshua tree is a premier spot for desert, um, yeah. hiking. If you go down to San Diego, there's some great beach trails. Um, I always, I never even realized there was waterfalls in Southern California before I started the blog. Like, you know, I thought waterfalls were somewhere in yeah Hawaii or something, but I mean, we have 15, 20 waterfalls in Southern California. Wow. So you want to hike and see a waterfall. There's that too. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, and so for me, like it's, I mean, then just like three and a half hours away, we have the Eastern Sierras, which are uh-huh. probably like one of my favorite places in like the United States. And, Why is that? Oh, uh, there's just incredibly beautiful like yeah. stunning like huge mountain vistas and like high altitude lakes and wow. you know and when the tallest mountain in the united states outside of alaska is there and everything so it's all because of the uh the tectonic plates right that's um, why we I would have assume so yeah. so many mountains yeah yeah so i mean it's just <laughs> it's crazy like and that's just like here and then you go to northern so cool. california it's like a whole different place you yeah know? it really so. is i mean it it easily could be a different state just yeah. split it in half you know? for sure uh i think that was a, on the ballot last year or something was it yeah they're wow. talking, always trying to, to split it i mean it's i don't yeah. think it would ever should, happen but split it off at the orange county la line there you go yeah um <laughs> couldn't be more different those two uh, areas really oh for sure um that's cool uh so you have a background in web development do you think that helps you at all uh with the, with the site 
Uh, it helps me to keep it running a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really bad at that. Like I can, you know, throw a few like lines of like CSS code yeah. in, and if is you it, ask me to do more is it a that, WordPress side, yeah. is it? Okay, cool. I figured if it was eight years ago, it probably was WordPress, right? Yeah. Squarespace wasn't around. Yeah. And but all those other ones. WordPress is, is great though for blogs. I mean, that's kind of what their bread and butter is. So if I was starting now, I mean, I probably would still use WordPress just yeah. because of the fact that it has mm -hmm. such a wide amount of available plugins mm -hmm. and people using it and everything. And so. use your link below to save 10% off your per first purchase. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I'm just kidding. Um, have, have you expanded your skills over the last couple of years? I'm sure you have just photography, videography, wide you know um being in front of the camera coming up with content let's just go over the like how you've progressed and how you've learned through this whole process i would hope I'd, i hope I've obviously you over have. The, those years uh, what are some things that you've learned like over the years i that... mean i think getting back into video was a huge thing for me because i mean if it, I, honestly i learned photography through the blog like i had no photography background whatsoever mm. um so kind of a means to an end you had to take pictures yeah the blog so yeah and i like started really early being that like to me there's like a few avenues of blogging one is the people who are super passionate about writing i was a i've been a horrible writer my whole life <laughs> and i mean i, I think I, I think jason vong he was uh -huh. on your show and i, I listened yeah. to it and he talked about how you know it's like if you're going to create like just you know create now don't create tomorrow and that is literally the that. approach i took with my blog like you read the first round it's like horrible grammar like <laughs> i'm not i didn't even like proofread my posts like yeah you know and but i was like i was horrible at writing but i wanted to do this and so i got into it now i'm decent at writing yeah you know and so but i always took the approach that i wanted to show you the experience over the writing and so like that's why i got into photography is that i wanted my mind yeah. to be like a photo based blog um i'm gonna pull up your your site as you continue to talk about it yeah and uh if you want to see the visual aspect of this podcast if you're listening to the audio go check it out on polarprofilters.com slash golden hour and you can watch the video um so as you're talking about it let's just scroll through what's a good uh what's something we should just pull up here uh, I guess anything really. Yeah. I mean like, you know, if you just click on, so like I'm, you know, into, um, hiking. So if you like one of the most recent ones is probably like something to do with hiking. So, okay. So we have uh hiking San Bernardino peak trail in Southern California. Um, this is current. This is like, you know, what a, a week or two, ago. a week or two, or two ago. So this is like where you are now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I noticed you're, um, putting your watermark on it. Is that a, just on the Strategic website thing yeah like if i'm doing instagram or anything i don't watermark it but on the website it's like i mean people have been taking photos for years and i bet people can can take that off in a second but you know yeah sure anything that keeps it a little back. bit more you know and more yeah. lightroom makes it so easy it's like why not just throw a watermark on there <laughs> yeah exactly but this is like a perfect example of what i'm talking about in that like it's very photo based like it's yeah. probably five or six hundred words but if you're like trying to figure out how to hike this trail which is you know 15 16 miles it's like most people want to be prepared yeah with knowing what they're going to get into and me telling you you know there's like trees or something is like way better for me to just show you the trees than it is to tell you about it so those are kind of like my goals with the um the website and with the content that i create is that like one of the things that I found early on is that one of the, th the the things that stop people from traveling and from experiencing life is just the fear of the unknown. Mm. So if I can take the fear of the unknown away from someone, then I can hopefully get them out there and like yeah. exploring. And what I've found is that, you know, if you're out in nature and you're, you know, giving yourself a break from, from the grind, like a lot of times it's good for your mental health. It's good for totally. all aspects of your life. So the easier I can make it for someone to go out there and do it themselves. Yeah. It's a roadmap. You know, that's what I want to do. I guess you could save this page on your phone or something. Totally. Uh, yeah. And then, so you're also including videos too on mm -hmm. the blog, um, which is a whole nother side of what you're doing now, um, with your YouTube channel, which mm -hmm. has grown, uh, really well. Uh, hopefully you'll hit a hundred thousand before the end of the year. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So <laughs> how is this different from the, the blog aspect? I think it's kind of just a natural progression for me in, in what I was talking about earlier of like trying to make travel and experiences easier for people so that they'll do them. Um, 
video is a huge way to do that. People yeah. want to see video now. They don't want to they don't want to read. Read, yeah. <laughs> and so I mean, I kind of got into that early and was just you know trying to use the background I had and I had to relearn like everything because you know it's <laughs> like I can put an SD card in my computer now and I can have the footage. I don't have to watch the yeah, tape anymore. It's true, you know. And um and so I just kind of really got into that and it's been an exciting thing for me because. It's opened a lot of doors. A lot of people um, who had never found me before have now like become a, like a part of what I'm doing because of the video yeah. um, aspect and stuff. And and I'm passionate about doing it too because I love to like. For me, I like I like to collect like my memories, you know. And so it's like I imagine, you know, not in, in 50 years if I'm still alive, it's like it's cool yeah. to be able to like watch what you what totally. you lived and experienced and stuff. So it's a little bit for me too. Absolutely. And with the videos, are you like, are you just bringing one camera that does both photo and video? Yeah. You just switch between just super hybrid, man. It's like, you yeah. know, throws the Sony on. I mean, I'm even like, I can't even put it on movie mode. I got to put it on like aperture priority so I can shoot a photo and then immediately record a four second okay. video clip, you know, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So you just use, um, yeah. Cause on those cameras, if you just push the record button, mm -hmm. even if you're in a photo mode, it'll shoot video as well. Yeah. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah, and I love, like, I have those Peak Designs, that company. Have you heard of that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so they have this, like, amazing hiking clip. And so you can just put it right here on your yeah. backpack. And just I just, quick you know, release. yeah, it just sits right there the whole time when I'm hiking. So, so, yeah, I mean, have you found now that you've done so many of these, like, is it pretty second nature for you to go on a hike to take your photos? Mm -hmm. It's not a stressful kind of situation. You're not like, oh, my gosh. I got to make sure I film this and this. Like you just kind of naturally are able to like, very oh, second nature. Yeah. This is a moment where I should probably film something or this is a, a point where I should take a photo. Yeah. But then there's probably stretches of maybe even miles of walking where you're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, I know what I need to, to tell the story. Yeah. And so, you know, just capturing that. And then as soon as I get to the top, I put the camera away because it's like I've captured everything all the way to the top and I can mm. just enjoy walking down That's after cool. that. But I mean, that comes from seven years. It's like I was I was figuring it out for a long time. And when yeah. I get into hiking videos, then I got to figure that out. And when I get into the next thing, I got to figure that out, you know. Yeah. But, Would you say you have 10,000 hours of experience in this particular type of work? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. than? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I got like a, uh, you know probably 10 or 11 terabytes of video footage oh, well. at, at my house now. So. You save it all? Save it all, yeah. Why? Because for me... <laughs> Not um, just the export. No, yeah. Like for me, it's a collection thing. So it's like if I'm going to create a, a video, you know, and so I'm like, say we're talking about 10 waterfalls in California. Yeah. Like I want to just be like, okay, I have all of the footage right it's here. It's true. Like I want to talk about Yosemite. So if you pull up Yosemite footage, if you don't have the time or you don't want to go do anything this particular week, you can just sit around and be like, okay, what's a top 10 video? Exactly. I can make? And you have the footage. Mm -hmm. It's like you have your own stock footage site on your hard drive. Exactly. That is brilliant. Yeah. And so that's, that's the kind of the approach I took when I started doing video. And very so now cool. I have like two or three years worth of footage and it's like varying. Is it organized? It's all organized. It's like hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. How like so? City. Um, and then it's either like if it's national park, it's a national park, but in the city and then like the specific thing in the city in like a folder. Wow. So, you know, if I pull up long beach or something, I'll have like 20 folders of things that I can wow. do in long beach. Yeah. That's but so I mean, cool. that's the end goal for me is that like, I can't, California is massive. It's like, if I want to do, I want to talk about waterfalls this week. It's like, yeah, I need like two weeks to go see the ones I want to talk about. Yeah. But if I already have it, then I can. Just, you know. Do you travel alone? Do you bring friends? Your wife? Uh, mostly me and my wife. Yeah, um, I saw another dude with oh, yeah, you. Yeah, a few of my friends are hiking with me. We're actually gonna we're doing um, rim to rim on the Grand Canyon in uh -huh. two weeks, and so we've been training together a lot nice. of my friends. So obviously, you started this blog kind of. I mean, Instagram was a thing, but Instagram is now completely. Maybe uh, is it safe to say it's taken over what <laughs> blogs were? you know 10 I years think ago that instagram is really different in that it's it's never going i mean maybe i'm not saying never because it might but it's never going to tell you how to do something yeah so it's like instagram is amazing for like the inspiration aspect of it but people yeah. still got to go search the internet to find out how to do You're right. it so so for you it serves your site well yeah or even like you know other people posting about something serves the website because if i've written about a, con a piece of content maybe it does yeah. well if someone comes to search for it to try to 
to find it, then maybe they find me through it. Yeah. But I mean, Instagram is getting people to search. Sure. Which like, you know, there wasn't as many searchers seven years ago. That's so. a good point. So you do have an Instagram, California through my eye, uh, through my lens. And uh, again, we're going to look through some of this. If you want to watch the visuals, Golden Hour podcast on polarprofilters.com. Um, so you, you mentioned how you do have an aggregate of other people's work blended in with your own work mm-hmm. just to keep Instagram active and consistent. But I mean, the photos and the images here are amazing, obviously. Um, is it mostly California? Is it all California? It's all California, 100%. yeah, 100%. And um, you're just posting things to lead people to your blog, I would assume. Also, you know, like you said, you're giving people uh, a platform. For example, this image that we're looking at now, it's a picture of uh, South Lake Tahoe uh, taken by and os fox toast i don't know um but so you're giving people a platform you're using your influence on instagram uh which is probably carried over through your blog through your youtube channel Mm -hmm. um tell me about just your instagram situation yeah so i mean i started when i was doing instagram in the beginning it was that was actually in the very beginning of instagram too in that um people were just not sure what to do with it um (laughs) you know uh, my yeah. friend, uh, I wish I would have been smarter in the beginning. Like, you know, do you guys know Dirk Dallas? I think you've worked with him before the, from where I drone. I mean, he like, he, he realized real early on that like sharing beautiful pictures in the beginning of Instagram, <laughs> like grew your following like crazy totally. where I was sharing like straight up like food and yeah. pictures of my dog, which and is stuff. what it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah right? exactly. And we had, uh, Sam Cedar was uh, a guest on the show and he's, uh, kind of an early Instagrammer. He was one of the first you know like remember when they would suggest people yeah yeah he was like one of those um so he actually had to start a whole new account because so many of his followers were kind of not Mm. actually there anymore okay yeah because they were like dead followers basically yeah um it kind of hurt him rather than helped him honestly but anyways um so yeah so you were early on on instagram yeah early on but i was sharing dog photos you know and then like once people started doing stuff it was like oh man i should probably share like better stuff than yeah and you were doing the blog at the same time i I, I had the blog um, okay because i think they both i think that was around the time when the the blog started but seven years seven eight years ago when instagram was starting to um but yeah then i just started getting more into photography so i started sharing my stuff but um, for me, it's like, I, I love Instagram. I'm super inspired by the people that I follow. Um, but I'm always at the end of the day, like wanting to create something that I, yeah. like that's that I own. And I've seen, you know, like we're like even Facebook brand pages, it's like, it's really hard for me to connect with the people who are on my page because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to pay in order to access a lot of your fans and stuff. And so it's like, that's kind of the approach I've taken to Instagram too, is like, I love it and I create content for it every day. And I, I love spotlighting other people because there's so many great photographers out there. But I mean, if I'm creating, like I, I want to create like video content or blog content or, yeah. or those types of things, because at the end of the day, like those are things that I that i own and you know that i can control and everything so totally and i mean ideally every creator should have a a thriving healthy website because then you like you said you you control the whole thing obviously it's hard to do that so many people have built a following and an entire career based off of someone else's platform yeah like instagram and uh, facebook and youtube but, but yeah, uh, like a few years ago, I mean, I just, I saw how many people were, were not, cause I mean, it's hard to stand out on Instagram anymore for, I mean, you've true. had a lot of great people on the podcast who have yeah. stood out on Instagram for me. I'm, I have a relatively small following. Um, and I'd probably have to like do a big shift in order to like You're a pretty big following compared to me, but <laughs> well, I mean, compared to like people 30, 30,000, I mean, like mm-hmm. you, you want to make money on Instagram and you gotta be like a hundred yeah, or something, sure. you know? Sure. But I mean, there's so many people trying to make it and taking great pictures. You gotta play that the I, game, you know, yeah, it's a game. that I like started the hashtag and just to see if people wanted to share. And it, there's like, you know, 40,000 pictures or something on the California through my lens hashtag. Nice. And so that's why. I love just like being able to to share some other people's work as well. That's you great. Know? Yeah. I notice um, your images are really natural looking, which I really appreciate and I really like. And what I mean by that is you're not, I mean, you're obviously doing processing, you're, you're editing the images, but I love how they look 
real. They don't mm-hmm. look over-processed. They don't look like crazy HDR. And I'm sure you've exper- experimented with HDRs. Course, yeah. uh, you know, astrophotography, uh, slow shutter speed mm-hmm. for waterfalls and stuff. I'm sure you've played around with all totally. those things. But I do really appreciate the clean uh, the cleanness of your images even your video like it you're shooting on a profile that isn't like uh overly done it just feels really natural and clean and i really like that thanks i really appreciate that is that intentional i mean for me i just i i i've i've before when i've traveled it's like i've gone to a place that i've seen before and been like oh, this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be based on the photos that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, this isn't as blue as people make it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I'm totally guilty of that too uh, sure. in the stuff that I've done. But I mean, I do like to like try to, to try to show people like the experience that they're going to have. And, yeah. you know, so I mean. I mean, in a way you're, you're still creating art, but you're also documenting uh, like mm-hmm. a, almost like a documentarian or a journalist. So there is that kind of journalistic viewpoint that you probably have to take when you're yeah. doing photos is like I need to just show people what this is not yeah make it a, a painting you know yeah. well I mean and that's that you hit it on the head too for me it's like my photography style is going to be different than most people because I'm telling a story first mm. it's like I'm creating the content for the blog and f- to help people go on have yeah. an experience and I've had to shift over the years to like okay, I want to tell this story. I probably shouldn't tell it at midday. You know, it's like, oh, if I can go on this hike and I can go on it towards the end of the day, then I can get some pictures to share on Instagram, you know? But in the beginning, it was like, I'm I'm there to, to tell the story and to get people to go. And I didn't think as much about like the light and those types of things. And yeah. so I think that maybe transitioned into my style now where it's like, I try to go, you know, do the light and everything now, but so that's you, the background you I have. around sunset? Yeah, like if I know it's going to be someplace that's like, you know, good for that or something. Or like a lot of the hiking we do, we we start before sunrise Mm -hmm. um, just because there's less people on the trail. It's hard to find parking, but you also get that, you know, good pictures while you're on the trail and stuff as well, you know. And then it's hot on your way down. Exactly. Yeah. But (laughs) that's better than hot on your way up. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. That's a good point. I have a a rapid fire California edition sequence of questions. Um, I just want you to answer them as quickly as possible so that it's as natural uh, to what your actual answer is as possible. You ready? It's a California edition. Uh, So here we go. Northern California or Southern? Which one do you like more? I can't. Probably Northern. (laughs) What's your favorite place in California? Yosemite. What is your least favorite place in California? I don't know. I mean, I, I sometimes I hate any of the big cities. Like, I don't yeah. like going to downtown LA very often unless oh, yeah. I have to. Uh, you're a huge fan of donuts, and you write about them often. What is your favorite donut place? It's probably right now, I'd say Sidecar. No way. We just had Sidecar today. What? You didn't save me one? Dang. <laughs> Best beach in California. Um, oh, man, that's way too hard. <laughs> Anything on the Central Coast. I mean, I love, so what, uh, so what, like name a beach, just any central coach. Well, I mean like Pismo beach, beach area, yep. like the big Sur area. That's where, all those uh, beaches. that's where Bricard lives. Pismo. Oh yeah. He does. Yeah. With his llamas. <laughs> Favorite restaurant in California. That's super big and vague, but, um, give me your favorite. I love Brenda's in San Francisco. It's like a soul food place. Ooh. Sorry, this is rapid fire. I know. I'm trying to be fast. Yeah, this is my favorite <laughs> restaurant in the whole state, man. This is... Favorite activity to do in California? Hiking. Cool. All right, that's it. That's the end. So we can I elaborate. Killed, I killed your rapid fire. No, it's all good. So what was that restaurant you mentioned? Brenda's. It's like soul a food? soul food place. It's like southern food? Yeah, like Creole type food. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you ever been to New Orleans? I have, yeah. I'd say that New Orleans is probably one of my definitely top five like cities favorite cities in america mm-hmm. it's just so cultured there's so much to to eat yeah uh and the fact that the city is like older than america is fascinating than me mm-hmm. to, to me because yeah. of the whole french like you know the louisiana purchase situation and how we acquired it but the fact that it existed before america was a country is really interesting you just love going to bourbon street yes 
I shot uh, two or three weddings in uh, oh, cool. New Orleans. I used to before I did any YouTube stuff. I was uh, I helped you know start another uh, a wedding film company with a friend, mm-hmm. and that's what I did straight out of high school. Like I was 17 years old and started shooting weddings, and I dropped out of college and just pursued that. It was right during the DSLR revolution, mm-hmm. so. We were like the only team in Nashville that was shooting on a 5D Mark II mm-hmm. in like 2008, 2009. And so we just really blew up in Nashville and had some Pinterest viral videos and stuff. That's and awesome. so we got a lot of gigs all over the country, New York and LA and uh, Louisiana for the New Orleans ones. And one of the weddings that we shot there was um, they walked down uh bourbon street and everything with like a band and no they were way. in the front and we had the the phantom one i think was the original phantom with the gopro and we were just following them this Dang. beautiful aerial shot of new orleans and like it was so Do fun you guys so send me cool. that video yeah it sounds awesome it was a same day edit too so like wow. at the reception we had a projector screen and they projected the film uh and like that's probably where i got the bu- the youtube bug mm-hmm. was like the immediacy of shooting something editing it and then uploading it like same day yeah was so exhilarating and fun for me so that's what i love about youtube is like the kind of race aspect of it uh and just being quick you know yeah because it also allows for mistakes um because people are like oh well he did it in like a day it allows for mistakes a little bit people will still give you a ton of (laughs) (laughs) i know firsthand i have this video that i made i don't know three or four years ago and it's been like really popular video for me but the music is like pretty intense oh yeah and like even me watching it now i'm like yeah i wouldn't do that now yeah but it's like three or it's like four years old (laughs) and like to this day like once a week i just get a comment about how horrible the music is and it's like yes i understand like i haven't pinned a comment to the top like, like I'm my sorry. music is better now like give me another chance yeah. but it's like you know man people never forget on youtube it's true i made a, a huge mistake video once and i ended up unlisting it because it was just like the comments were so negative mm. i ended up was like yeah this is just doing me more damage than me. yeah you know um basically it was a review of the osmo action camera mm. and i I compared it to the GoPro and I didn't turn on the stabilization on the Osmo at all. Oh. So people are like, why are you comparing it? There's like no stabilization at all. Like this is a yeah. waste of time. <laughs> I was like, shut up. I made a mistake. Like, just watch the video. And then <laughs> yeah, you know, people, people don't give you as much, uh, as much grace on YouTube. So what kind of, uh, I'm a gearhead, So I'm always curious, like what kind of gear do you shoot on for your video and photos? Yeah. Uh, I will say too, I do like downtown LA. I said I didn't. Oh but- yeah. but getting the traffic man getting down there and like trying to find a place to park but then once you're down there there's a lot of cool stuff on there and i have a really great a big video on downtown la it's like one of the most popular and but you got to get down there getting down there and stuff (laughs) yeah Um, take a train or something yeah take the train that's what i do i took from from uh, inland empire just hop on the train takes you right in get an uber you're in downtown la but driving no fun southern california so gear um i have the sony a7r3 that's what i shoot with i mostly shoot with the 16 and 35 i had the 2.8 for a while but it's a little bit heavy and it was having like some stabilization things probably my copy i switched to the four because i do a lot of hiking and it's been that i love that combination yeah Just the, it's such a light lens i used to own that one actually mm-hmm. with an a7 III. it was a great combo yeah i mean for and, and, and it having has, that wide is it has so stabilization on it too right the mm-hmm. lens itself. i think so so i think they both work in partnership with each other so the mm-hmm. is on the lens and the ibis in the in the camera yeah. help stabilize it even more so yeah and when you're shooting wide angle uh f4 is fine because like totally everything is in focus anyways yeah so i mean and, and it's a good all-around lens for yeah especially for like hiking because it's like if i want to turn it on myself to like shoot something yeah it's good for that if i want to show a landscape it's good for that plus i love the crop sensor switch back and forth yeah. i mean because then it's, it gives you another whole range it's like a tw- having a 24 70 and a 1635 yeah basically i mean technically it's a little wider than that but yeah that's cool. So I like hotkeyed mic that and I your... just like swat so I can just like go oh, yeah. in and out of crop sensor mode. That's so nice. Yeah. Do you use a microphone when you shoot video? Mm-hmm. I have this like that little road. Um, the micro? Micro. Yeah. Oh, cool. Do you just keep it on there 24-7? 
Um, no, I mean, I'll, if I'm not going to like, if I'm just shooting stuff that I'm not talking, I'll keep it off. But I mean, I, I had the, the bigger one that all the vloggers use, but yeah. I always like forgot to turn it off. Yeah. And so then I'd like go to shoot with it and the battery be dead. And, yeah. and so I'm like, I need something that's just powered from the camera. Yeah. And it, better. it does good for me. So that's, but that's what I use. Yeah. You're using it so sparingly. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. The new, uh, the new video mic pro plus, I think is what it's called. Okay. It auto turns on and off every time oh, you turn the camera cool. on. And okay. Off. So that's uh they, they kind of solved that one. So yeah, that'd probably be good. But I do like the small form factor yeah. just cause a lot of my stuff, like I don't, I'm like running gun like a hundred percent of the time. So anything that's lighter. Cool. And then what do you edit with for photo and video? Uh, final cut for video and then Lightroom. Nice. And I have like a whole wide range of Sony lenses for different things. Like yeah. if I'm shooting portraits or something, but like if my yeah. go-to is that is the do you ever wide use your iPhone? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in like a lot of my road trip videos and stuff that's been really good for me on YouTube has been like switching all of them. You know, it's like I have, cause I have a RX 100 and like my wife will shoot with that a lot. And then like the iPhone and I'll just like put all of them together, you know, yeah. it's Can't so really easy tell. now. Yeah. yeah. I was even thinking like, cause I'm going to pick up the new iPhone and I'm going on a trip in like a week or something. And I was yeah. even just thinking about like shooting the whole trip with the iPhone. Just do it, man. Yeah. Just to show people Especially it's that like, wide angle now. Yeah. It's perfect for you. And people come, people are like, what camera do I need to buy? And it's like, well, here's my camera. And they're like, oh, it's, you know, three grand. And it's like, yeah, but I've, I'm like at seven years of like build up to get to here. Like you can yeah. literally like create great content yeah. with your phone. Totally. And like, you know, so it shouldn't stop people from doing that. Yeah. Are you going to get the pro, the 11 pro? Yeah. 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 You, you get all three of those lenses. Dude, it's awesome. The ultra wide, like I've shot ultra wide, like my whole career. And like, to me, it's like the most unique you can shoot because people aren't used to seeing that. Yeah. Now with the iPhone, <laughs> Not anymore. everybody's going to be used to seeing it. So <laughs> I'm good. It's, I got seven years of content because in the beginning it was like, people were always like, wow, like that's so vast. And it's like, yeah, I just bought an ultra wide lens, yeah. you know? I so. still, th I think the thing with the iPhone is like, even though it has the new technology and stuff, like you still have to understand composition. You have to understand lighting. You have to mm -hmm. understand like when you're going to use a wide angle and a telephoto and a normal, you know, focal length and how to edit and shooting raw and playing mm -hmm. with your highlights and saturation and this and that, like those are all still very valuable things. And you give an iPhone 11 pro to you and you give it to someone who's never taken a photo ever. Mm -hmm. Of course you're going to, you know, have better images with the same tool. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, get wrapped up in the tool and forget about like learning about photography totally you know? yeah so a perfect example is uh, my wife got the 11 and she got hers like i got the pro one she got the regular she got hers like last week uh -huh. and she's been using it for like four days and i'm like oh let me see like some of the new pictures you've taken with no, hasn't taken any she hasn't taken any <laughs> yeah i mean and she's been busy and stuff but still it's yeah. like you know i'm that like would be the first thing i would have done i want to take pictures with it but it's like you know that's gonna be the most people it's like oh cool i have this ultra wide like I'll use that maybe. End. Starting a blog in 2019, uh, gosh, we're already more than halfway through the year. We're almost 2020. Can you believe it? Yeah. Um, is it a thing that you would recommend to people? Do people come up to you and say, is it too late to start a blog? Is that Has that ship sailed? Or is there still, like you said, there's still people that want that information, that want a story. In your case, you're doing something that's adding value to people's lives more than what instagram can can give yeah um so what's your thoughts on blogging in 2019 yeah i mean people always talk about having a niche and and it seems like a broken record but i mean if you have a niche like absolutely yeah like if you want to start a blog on like the best donuts in the united states and you're literally like that's what you're passionate about and you uh -huh. want to hit just <laughs> donut shops and review them like yeah absolutely if you want to be a world travel blogger you really would have a hard time yeah. um, just because there's so many great people and there's so many people with big Instagrams and big YouTubes and big yeah. all these things that can make a pivot into a, a world travel blog more than somebody who's just starting out. Um, but if you want to have a niche, like you could still, it would still be great. Sure. Um, How and, do you, but it has to be something you're passionate about at the end of the day. You know? So it's all about SEO, right? For blogs. Yeah. And learning mean, Google search yeah. algorithms and stuff. Cause I like, I'm so into YouTube. Like I understand mm. YouTube algorithm, thumbnail, title, description, talk about relevant topics. People yeah. are searching discoverability, all that kind of stuff. How do, how does that work for a blog? Yeah. People always want like the SEO, like what is it? Silver bullet or like, you know, yeah. like what's the quick thing that I can do. And like, I always tell them the same thing. It's like, if you are creating great content, that's 
the first that's the best thing you can possibly do it's like you know putting your keywords in putting all this stuff like sure there's like value to that but like when someone's starting a website or something and they're like oh i created this piece of content like why am i not ranking like i'll be like look like go to go to google what are the top 10 results there is your content better yeah if it's not better then Then you don't deserve to be there yeah like you know and and so i mean that's the same thing with what, what i do it's like people i have a background in seo like i did seo for a decade yeah people are like well oh so you have a, I, no i create like the best content i can i put pictures in i put video in i try to yeah. write copy it's a clean site too there's not a ton of ads yeah i try to write copy that's like you know easy to read and and that's like good enough to give you the information and it's like yeah to me that's that's the best thing you can do for seo and like google will will reward that kind of stuff but i mean you can't just like start a blog and be like oh 10 things to do in la you know, it's like you're going to yeah. be against TripAdvisor and Yelp and all sure. these massive companies that yeah. you could do, you know, 15 donut shops you yeah. know, or something like that. So there's a huge um, there's a huge thing with SEO. But if you're not creating great content first, like the best content you can create, it doesn't matter yeah. what you do with SEO, you know. But I'm just talking about the culture of going to someone's website dot com. Yeah. Like I used to actually go to Philip dot net yeah, and yeah. I used to go to you know, uh, the verge.com. I don't go to the verge.com anymore. I just watch their videos on Mm -hmm. YouTube. I just follow Philip Bloom on Instagram. Like I don't specifically think to myself, I'm going to go on so-and-so's blog anymore. Is that a dying thing? Have you seen uh, a decline? Is it the same? I'm just curious. I think the way that people find your content is is completely different, like fundamentally different than it was before. And that's why you have to have like the social Mm -hmm. medias. You have to have the Instagram, the Facebook, even YouTube, because that's what people are using and they aren't going to the website. People are probably not going to my website either. I mean, I'm sure a few people do that, but I mean, most people are looking for something specific. I answer their question and they may never come back or they may never have even connected with my website enough to see that I have uh-huh. a YouTube or anything like that. Um, so is it, is my traffic just not necessarily like I'm not decreasing in traffic, but it is coming from like different angles than it was in okay. the past. And I would say a hundred percent that people don't go to like your homepage anymore and just see if you put new content up. Like they're trying to find an answer. And then if you do a really good job answering it, then maybe they'll go to a few more pages. But I mean, that's why I kind of, I got into YouTube too, was just that there's like having them, having different ways for people to reach you, having different ways for them to consume your content helps you to be more of a brand than just a, you know. And your, your YouTube channel, it's bingeable if you're into this niche, which is California exploration and things like that. So if you're a subscriber of your channel and you're into this stuff, like I, I do want to watch every video. So that's cool. It's, it might not be the same for the blog. You might not want to read every blog, Mm -hmm. but you, with the videos, it's more digestible maybe, or bingeable. I don't know. Yeah. Or, and there's different ways to consume content. It's like, I know that like, you know, my parents or something will be reading the blog post probably before they watch the YouTube. But I know that my my cousin's gonna watch the YouTube and never read the blog. And yeah. so being present in both of those places cool. is great. You know, I have people that know I have a blog and don't know I have a YouTube, and I have people that know I have a YouTube and <laughs> don't know I have a blog. Wow. You know, and maybe that's me not doing a good job of marketing myself. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know, I think it's you're like, on the right track. You're putting yourself out there where everybody. Uh, you want to just be everywhere so that people find you no matter where, right? Yeah. So are you, so are you on TikTok? No. Yeah. I, haven't, <laughs> I keep watching videos. I'm like, is this a place that I need to be? And I haven't even like figured out like how people yeah. use it yet. I'm going to um, go all in on it. Are with you? My music video stuff. I think it'll Dude, crush yeah, you on should. There. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, I'll I'd, be your first follower. I'll create you. an account just to follow you. <laughs> Please. Dave Mays underscore. All um, right. So uh, thanks for answering those questions about blogs. That's fascinating. Um, where do you see the future of California through my lens? For me, it's just, I mean, I'm just continuing to enjoy what I'm doing. And, you know, if I, there's so much more of California to still explore, like yeah. just getting out there and continuing to see it. And at the end of the day, it's like, I, I feel like I can be a resource on the state and, you know, help people to experience things, help people to see what there is to preserve. Like that's a huge avenue that I've like started to try to like figure out how I can help with, you know, cause it's like, I've gone, I put a video up a few weeks ago on like one of my favorite hiking trails and there's a lot of graffiti there now. Mm. And just like, you know, 
uh, people will say that you're part of the problem because like you're talking about this place but it's like there's clearly no. graffiti before i created the video and so it's like if if I can maybe get people who care more about nature to go experience it, then like then maybe they'll want to also help to protect it as well for like future yeah. generations and things like that. Um, so for me doing that in California, continuing to explore, continuing to see what there is, but also spending a little bit of time outside of California, developing content mm-hmm. outside of the state, just because I do have a passion for seeing more things. So. Do you have, uh, do you do everything yourself? Yeah. So you don't have an editor. I um, have a company that I just started working with like, to do testing out some editing, but cool. like literally like for the last, can you imagine if you had an editor and you just traveled throughout oh, the yeah. week and dropped bro- Dropbox all the footage and they amazing. just, yeah, I'm so far behind on all my content. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, even traveling too, like, you know, I'm doing it all myself and yeah. And so, I mean, it's hard to, it can't be anywhere once if I'm outside of California, then I'm not in California, you know? Yeah, and so exactly. it's, it's, it's always hard to stay on top of everything, but yeah. it's good good problem to have yeah i guess so what advice do you have for other creatives that want to make a change coming from a uh, more corporate career to a creative one yeah kind of like how you did this is your passion if you're not passionate about it you won't you won't last the three years you know (laughs) if you're if you can find something that you're passionate about that you'll grind like that you'll put in you'll work on your lunch hour to do this to edit photos or to create videos or you'll like you eat sleep and breathe and think about that when you're you're not at work then like then follow that, you know, and like do it. But if you're not like, if you're not passionate about it and you're like, Oh, I just want to be an influencer. So people send me like free yoga pants or something, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just not as easy to, to rally around that and to like create like the, the value that you need to like set yourself apart, you know? Absolutely. Well, I think on that note, we've come to a good close at the yeah. end of the show. <laughs> Uh, I would like to yoga pants. Yeah. Um, Josh, thank you so much, Mr. Uh, Lynn's California boy. (laughs) Uh, It was a pleasure meeting you. Everybody go follow Josh's work at uh, California through my lens. Kind of everywhere. You're on Instagram, YouTube, your blog, everything. So thanks, Josh, for coming on. Thank you for having me. I love it. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with Josh McNair. Definitely follow him at CaliforniaThroughMyLens.com. You can follow him on all social media with that same handle as well. Hit him up on Instagram and let him know that you enjoyed the interview on the Golden Hour Show. I am expecting my second child hopefully this week. So just keep me in your thoughts as I go through navigating a toddler and a baby. So that'll be a lot of fun. It's a real honor for me to host the Golden Hour Podcast, and I really appreciate all your support that you guys have given us for this incredible show. We post new episodes every single Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe in your podcast player of choice to get those episodes hand-delivered to you. Once again, I'm Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast, and we'll see you next week.